get baselines, establish baselines, and then your company's gonna reach, wanna reach some kind of you know target. Figure out what that is and then work backwards from your baseline and figure out how much work you need backwards. to increase to get to that goal. Hey, you're listening to uh, More Than Marketing. I'm your host, Arsha Mirsha, joined again by Moni Oluide. I get it right? Nailed it. I love it. It's a beautiful last name. Um, Moni and I did an episode. If you are listening to this one, you might want to go back to episode 20 and, and listen to that one first because we talk about marketing ops and uh, you know marketing automation, CRM, and uh, some uh, kind of the perils and, and, and therein. Uh, today, we're going to go a little deeper, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about other things that we're seeing uh, and uh, hopefully give you some tips to to take back to your companies. Uh, Moni, can I have you introduce yourself again now? Sure. So um, I am a marketing operations kind of specialist, marketing technologist is what I like to kind of refer to myself, but I've been in marketing operations almost my entire career. Uh, started out with uh, Eloqua, uh, and then moved over into learning Marketo and HubSpot and Pardot and a bunch of other tools, uh, consulting and then coming back in-house. But right now, currently, I work for a cybersecurity company uh, running marketing operations for them. And I think it's really interesting. I think we talked about this on our first episode that, like, marketing ops or marketing operations, it's like that role didn't exist 10 years ago. No. Right. Exactly. And it's cool. Like now it's it's an actual you see it on, you know, the job boards, marketing ops. Yeah. Companies are starting to realize starting to realize that I think it's across department. Actually, I know, you know, you have sales operations and, you know, HR operations and and DevOps. DevOps. Exactly. Wherever there's sort of like the technology, you need operations to kind of bring those things together. So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You nailed it. Because I, I, I was just about to ask. Let me just ask, mm-hmm. like, what is marketing ops? Like, why do we need marketing ops? Right. So it's where the technology is. It's where said. the technology right. is. And not only where the technology is, but making all of, at certain point, if you have more than two technologies, they need to talk to each other. Yeah. Right. And yeah. connecting them yeah. and making that as, as seamless as a process as you possibly can. That's a major trend that uh, my partner and I are mm-hmm. seeing. And, and are talking about is that, you know, rewind 10, 5, even 5 years ago, uh, even a couple years ago, you know, data was, and still is today, but it, but moving forward won't be, is is siloed or, mm-hmm. or was siloed, yeah. right? So there's data sitting in these different platforms. And and so, you know, that, that gives you a little bit of an excuse if you're a marketer, right? You could be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing in, mm-hmm. in the data or in the side platforms that I'm in and and you don't tie that to anything else like sales data CRM for example and so you kind of have an excuse yeah my numbers looking great exactly yeah you're seeing this part of the picture right you're only looking at your view um and that's not necessarily the view of the entire business (laughs) so yes absolutely and that's part of kind of like so in our first conversation we talked Kind of like, you know, how do you get off the ground and what are the kind of foundational things of marketing operations? But once you start to get into the technology and the process of putting them together, you start to realize that data is kind of the hub of all of it. And how do you streamline it, kind of make it uniformed and then make it something that you can actually be actionable on, right? Like, okay, what do I do with this stuff? I've gotten to a lot of companies and they have tons of data and it's great, but it's like, okay, now what? What do I do with this? Or like, I'm, you know. I got my KPIs, I have this open rate and this click-through rate and got this many MQLs. And it's like, great. And so what? Is that right. good, bad, ugly? Like, right. do you need to make that better? Do you, how do you, do you increase that by 10%, 15% to reach your goals? So, like, yeah, so what do you do? I mean, okay, now I, right? So, because mm-hmm. what do you do? You go into a company, mm-hmm. let's say, and you 
see they they have these click through rates and this this many MQLs or whatever. What's what is the next step? So I mean, what is the it's a great, excellent question. And I'll tell anybody if you run into the situation is you need to find what baseline is for that company. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I when I walked into my company, I already knew and I actually walked in at a good time. I started there in October, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Q4. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already had like just give me the quarter. Like January one, we'll call, come in and implement and this is what we're gonna do, but like just give me a couple months to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. And it's either uh, realize what the baselines are by running, going back and looking at what was historically there or establishing my own if none exists. Yes. Because um, that could be the case too as well. They could not be tracking certain things that you know need to be tracked. Tracking could be broken, for example. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or systems not talking systems to each other. Systems not talking to each other, yeah. exactly. Data is just crappy. It's just right. wrong. You right. know, that happens too. All the time. All the time. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so get baselines. Get baselines. Establish yeah. baselines. And then kind of meet your... Your company's going to have a goal, right? You're not pulling things out of thin air. Your mm-hmm. company's going to reach want to reach some kind of you know target figure out what that is and then work backwards from your baseline exactly and figure out how much you need to increase to get to that goal yeah um so that's what i did too as well and again that went back to like some of the data was flat wrong i had to go back from scratch and really figure and i could see Moni, that if okay so company has a goal they want to grow revenue by 10 million this year Mm -hmm. okay you know what's an average deal size so Divide those two. Now you know how many deals you need, right? Yep. Great. What's the average uh, close rate? Okay. Because you're just backtracking, Back backtracking, right? Yep. And you're you're kind of reverse engineering uh, back to back to marketing, exactly. right? Top of the funnel, of the funnel or whatever, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. And and so and in doing that, then when you look at that funnel, so to speak, although it's a flywheel now, that's a topic. <laughs> it's a topic for another okay. podcast. All right. uh, but when you look at that, then you then you say, oh, you know what? We don't have clean data here, mm-hmm. or this. To, to, to get this uh, to get this metric, we need to integrate with this platform mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Exactly. Because you know, like one good example, for instance, is um, all the different ad platforms we got: mm-hmm. Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Twitter, yep. Reddit, Quora. Well, okay, let's consolidate all of our spend into one report. Let's consolidate. Are those leads that are coming in? I've had clients, mm-hmm. money where. It happened to us. We're running LinkedIn ads. Mm-hmm. People were responding, mm-hmm. uh, filling out the lead form, but net, that wasn't going to our CRM. Oh, and so what happened? Exactly. You don't follow you up. You don't follow up. Exactly. You know? So that's what that's where marketing ops comes in and says, what are y'all what doing? What are you doing with these? What happened with this? Yeah, what happened with this? Exactly. What are you doing here? And let me make sure that is in our system of truth, which is CRM. Exactly. That's also like when I come into a new company, I never panic. There's always going to be low-hanging fruit. Sure. Always. <laughs> like there's something broken here, something missing over here. If you just tweak this dial here, mm. you're going to get some quick, easy wins. Yeah. So never panic. There's always something that could plug, that could be, you know, hole that could be plugged really quickly uh, to show some results while you work on the rest so of it. So what are some of those common things, right, that you've seen mm-hmm. in, in your tenure? Yeah, so, I mean, a good thing about data management is a couple things. So one is just getting it standardized, right? Okay. So if you have a marketing automation platform and you're not running any kind of data standardization campaigns, those are quick, easy wins for you. So mm-hmm. if you do things like, you know, if you have USA, you want to standardize it all to the United States. Mm-hmm. As soon as they come in, you can set up campaigns looking for those parameters, and then as soon as it comes in mm. you just switch it out nice. um and then phone number unifying phone number um it's been a best practice not to ever change job title but look for like have a a, a corresponding role wow. and then you know you look at the title and if the title has this certain number of 
characters or this certain you know phrase, phrase or whatever in it, it yeah. then you change it to whatever the job role is okay. and then you can run segmentation based off yeah that. And, and i think that's the important part mm-hmm. on my last one is hey i want to segment my right. database because i want to make sure they're getting relevant messaging exactly. right not just emailing my not just what do you call it something in blast ba- batch and blast batch, say it again say it again <laughs> batch and blast it's beautiful yeah, i'm yeah. not just batching and blasting right <laughs> yeah, uh, i want to <laughs> I, I love that mm-hmm. i haven't heard it but i get mm-hmm. it um yeah, I wanna I wanna make sure I'm segmenting my audience so that exactly. when I email them, for instance, uh, or or when I have a new piece of content, new piece of content, exactly, and I want to get it out to them, I'm getting it to the right people. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to hit the the technical go the technical person, guy or gal, with you know something that's like about the economics of your exactly. of your business, right? You want to hit the economic buyer with that. A thousand percent. Okay. So there's just data standardization things you can do, kind of out the gate that are quick, easy uh, to get your data into a point where you can start again doing something actionable mm-hmm. with it, not just like sending out. Whatever. And again, Moni, I think it starts with knowing and having the end in mind. Yes. So in this case, it's end of mind is hey, I. I know that my open rates, click-through rates, my engagement rates are going to be better when I segment. 1,000%. I mean, you hit something that is like one of my golden rules when creating anything, which is having a goal in mind. Because you can really, especially in operations, you can slice things up so many different ways and go into so many rabbit holes. Have your goal in mind and then work backwards from that. So you don't just have a thousand variations of the one thing that you could have done, you know what I mean, once over. And now it's, you know, done some rabbit hole to the, you know, millisecond zip code degree of location. Yeah, like, because that's, to your point, like that's that's where you get into analysis paralysis. Your point, there's a ton of data, but having a goal in mind. I want to say, I want to send targeted, or here, I want to improve the engagement rates of my email. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I do that? Well, right. one way to do that is to segment so you're offering a you know personalized message so it's more relevant to me, more more likely to open. Exactly. Okay. Well, how do I do that? Well, I need to know who the people are. How do I do that? Well, I got to have standardized job roles exactly. that someone fills out, whether it's a human or... Right, or automated. Right. Exactly. Cool. 1,000%. That's a golden rule. Have a goal in mind. That's when building campaigns. That's when building process. That's anything. Yep. Uh, have the goal in mind and work back. So is there any way to... Uh, what do you... What, like, okay. Is there any way to kind of automate knowing when the data is an issue? Like, it's a good, like, I think of like data integrity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's like, Hey, I know that this custom field or this field Mm -hmm. custom or not runs these workflows. Mm -hmm. So you might run a report that says, show me. You can do like, uh, so there's a couple of, um, you can do like field completion. So that's a yeah. huge one. Like, yeah. how much is this field data populated with this field? That's good. That's good. Because um, it's only if you only have twenty percent of zip codes in your database, you're not going to run segmentation based yes. on that, right? Brilliant. Or you need to buy data to supplement that, you need to right? Enrich it, right? So that is definitely it. I want to say another big one with data integrity is probably like percentage of bounce or percentage of unsubscribe mm-hmm. is a huge one, and monitoring that. Um, if you see a huge spike in unsubscribes, that's a huge red flag, right? You're doing yeah. something wrong. Yep. Uh, if you have huge bounces, that data list is bad. So wherever you got it from, it's not good at all. Right. Um, so you want to monitor those two things as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something that uh, it's 
it's tough because you have to know what fields are running what uh, you know workflows or or, or you automation. You do, but again, it shouldn't be that many. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't you, if you have 20 segments, stuff, yeah. yeah, unless you're an enterprise level company and that is what's required of right. your business, right. you again analysis about analysis process. Don't yeah. go too far too either. Far. Yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, too yeah. much. Keep yeah, it to makes... five something manageable. Yeah. Uh, unless you have a team or, like I said, you're a big enterprise company with multiple business units and stuff. That's a different story. But yeah. No, it makes sense. Them. And data data integrity. Because I think you said this on the last one. Um, you know, we have the whole point of marketing operations is to make sure we're getting the most out of this technology. That's right. And because we're paying for it. That's right. You know, we're paying this big bucks for this technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to make sure we're getting the most out. So that's kind of, that's kind of like... I think I asked you this last time. How do I know if marketing ops is doing their job well? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I hold you accountable? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And the answer was, right, like, that we're getting the most out of technology. Getting the most out of technology. Right. A thousand percent. That right. That is it. And that you can, that you have the ability to track that. Yeah. It's also marketing operations' biggest responsibility. Right. right. The ability to measure that in some, whatever the company describes as a shared you know metrics for measuring that but that's marketing operations job it's like this is how i show that this is being effective yeah right yeah i like that so it's like so data integrity like your percentage completion hey Mm -hmm. i know that we're segmenting based off of this field Mm -hmm. well show me a list of all all the contacts in my database that don't have that filled out exactly and now you know uh whoever the contact owner is Mm -hmm. or or signee is it's Tap them on the shoulder. So, yeah. I need you to fill this I out. I need you to fill this out and figure yeah, out how to get that data, yeah. you know, quickly and more seamlessly and, you know, make that part of the process. Because that's the thing, you know, we're sold this kind of like pie in the sky, like this dream. Oh, I'm buying this marketing automation platform. It's going to solve so, all, all my problems, all my generate problems. all this revenue for me. <laughs> but instead, it, it turn it on like a switch, all this revenue. Yeah, right. Yeah, wee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that's not how it works. Not uh, how it works in fact, all. it kind of could cause more problems because you. Uh, realize you you know may or may not know what you're doing or or the data is not clean the data is not clean and they and the the gift and the curse of marketing automation systems today are, it's like any technology right the better they get the more you're able to do mm-hmm. or the more you're able to do if you haven't done the foundational stuff none of the other no, stuff works you can't build you can't build on it you right? know it's so funny I, I had this uh this this team of this contractor was renovating my house right mm-hmm. and I was like hey man uh, do you know how to do this? He's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, do you know how to do this? I was thinking about doing that. Yeah, I can do that. I was like, so anything in home renovation that you don't know how to do? He's like, man, I can do everything except build a home in the sky. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> right? So he's basically yeah. saying, look, man, if, if the house is on a foundation, foundation, I can do it all. If your foundation's cracked, like if there's no foundation in the sky, so we can't do anything. You know? It's a so, phenomenal analogy. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird, weirdly ties in. Yes. All right, let's switch topics, uh, not topics, but uh, I really want to know about attribution, hmm. analytics, measurement, attribution. Yeah. Anything you have there I think will be uh, fantastic. Sure. I, I think I, I feel clamoring for that in the yeah. industry. So just like everything else in operations, it's an, attribution and analytics is a build too as well. So like I was saying, right, the kind of foundational part of that is establishing what the baseline is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you just wouldn't kind of come in and like, oh, the company wants to make, you know, grow 10 million in revenue. You'd be like, all right, great. See you later. Like, no, like, what, do you, what, do you, what do you have here that establishes that that's even the right number yeah, right. That's a good to point. even go off of? That's a good point. Um, so established baselines is the very first thing. Okay, you have your baseline. Then you want to do what's called, you know, having KPIs or key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. Normally, this is <clears throat> kind of out of the realm of opens and clicks and more in the realm of your funnel management, your MQLs, your SQLs, yep. your opportunities, that sort of thing. Um, and measuring based off those those sorts of conversion rates, which is totally fine. Um, if you have another way of measuring that, that's completely up to you. That's kind of a standardized yeah. industry thing that everyone does. <clears throat> uh, and then kind of when, when you get to that point, you, you sort of realize there are kind of cracks in that uh, way of measuring things in the sense of like the funnel is a normal when you go through it it's not linear it's not that's it's, the problem it, that's the big issue with yeah. that measurement type yes basically yeah. um because it's not linear and then but that really comes to attribution when people try to apply attribution to it, it's like this does not step one two three four right. close yeah. opportunity win yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work like that right. uh so i noticed that too yeah so it's, it's hard and it, it's hard so if anyone's trying to go through it right now and you're finding it a struggle you're not alone that's it's totally normal that yeah. it, it's a hard thing to kind of settle on especially i think in certain industries where you know you have a longer sales cycle yes. uh or uh it's or you have multiple Buyers, buyers, yes, right. Huge buying committee, yes. huge buying committee. Mm-hmm. Then you know you try to you try to put some attribution down, and and you and you know okay, you're using last touch model, right? You're right. Like, hey, yeah, they clicked on our ad and they converted. Well, upon further analysis, that was a retargeting ad, and to be on a retargeting pick, you know, uh, campaign in that audience, you had to have been to the site. Yep. Well, when did they first come to the site? How did they first get there? Was it by email? Was it organic? Was it a paid source? Or right? right. Oh, we don't have that because they didn't convert that time, or the window was too far. So, right. you know, there's a lot of. I think, you know, we are sold not sold. I don't want to say that. it's not anyone's fault, but you know, we think that hey, all this technology, we should be able to know exactly. Right. The, the problem pinpoint. is the problem is we do know. We just don't like the answer. Oh, <laughs> like shoot. we know. There you go. We, yeah, we just don't like that it's not in this pretty picture for yeah. a show up to a dashboard report, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's all there. So, I mean, we're running the same thing. Like I work for a cybersecurity company, long sales cycle, huge buying committee. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing with attribution is the person might have came in two years ago for a yes. webinar and didn't actually want to raise their hand to buy something until two years later, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. again, if I'm doing first touch. What is that? Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. That's not really, it's, yeah, marketing got them in the door, but it was nothing happening there. And the sales is going to pick that up and run with it. So, like, so the thing with attribution is is the models. That's the huge, like, what yeah. type of model do you want to yes. use for your attribution? Personally, at our company, we do, it's called, like, a middle model. There's a bunch of different names for yeah. it, but what, we only count the contacts that are attached to the actual opportunity mm-hmm. and then their related campaigns. Okay, so yeah. only when it's an opportunity, not when it's not when it's pre-opportunity. Not stage. when it's pre-opportunity stage. Really? Only as our organization, we care about opportunity. They, they wouldn't like if I right, took that right. to the board, they wouldn't care. But it's, right, so, it's a valid match. But is that because your opportunities like stay opportunities for years? Yeah. Or? So like when there's a meeting, we create an opportunity. Oh, as soon as there's a meeting. As soon as there's a meeting, okay. yeah, we create what's called a zero stage, so it doesn't hit pipeline, right, but right. it is an opportunity. Okay, so that's earlier than I thought. You yeah. Were no, say. no, no. We make them early because okay. our sales guys aren't going to manage a contact. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we make them opportunities for something that they manage. All right, that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. See, that's good. That's actually a little mini kind of hint here, mm-hmm. right? It's like you need to think about your organization yeah. and how your people are going to work, right? So you know yes. your salespeople are not going to work a contact. No. They're going to work an opportunity. opportunity. That's correct. Yes. And I also don't make them update a million fields in Salesforce. They update one field. <laughs> that's it. So just like this is status field. Just let me know what you're doing with it. Right. You know, it's open, in progress, qualified meeting, right. and then that's it. That's all I make you do. And that's- if it's a meeting, you turn it into an opportunity. But, but so to that same end, <laughs> of like you're okay now you're talking about your salespeople mm-hmm. and you're saying i know that they're not going to work a contact they'll work an opportunity mm-hmm. i know that they're not going to be in crm updating all these fields so i will yeah. burden them with that right on let's talk about marketing though yep i think marketing should be looking at uh lots of data mm-hmm. big look back windows mm-hmm. i think they should be looking at first touch yep. and last last touch Absolutely. attribution and as much as in between as they can 1000 right like yep. email is going to be in between usually oh, yeah. uh last touch is usually good well depends on on the or I'm, I'm trying to yeah uh no i have some like um ancillary data around this so like for our company for example it takes about on average, about 90 days for you to get from a raw lead to an MQL and then from an MQL to an opportunity, opens a meeting, basically, mm-hmm. uh, is another 90-ish days. Mm-hmm. Um, so 80 days has passed. Yep, half, six months already yeah. just to get you to the meeting. Right. And then we're talking another 12 months after that once you're in the opportunity wow. stage to run you through the sales. Cycle. And some happen sooner, some happen... 1,000%. Right? 1,000%. But you looked but you looked at the mass, like, I mean, you exported it all or you uh, did yeah, something. Right I had there. to because in that sense... That works backwards into also my phone metrics, but how I evaluate the success of my campaigns. I can't right. evaluate them on sets of three months. It takes six months to get you to yeah. this point. Right. So like of saying this this thing is a success or a failure, this campaign is not fair right. within 30 days, 90 days. Thank you. Thank you. I'm praying to the, to the marketing gods because um, one issue I see, especially in Salesforce campaigns, mm-hmm. is that you'll run a Salesforce campaign and that will be, you know, uh, you know, okay, it was this conference we're going to. Right. So, okay, we, we got the email list, we emailed them, we did mm-hmm. some advertising, we got some contacts that way. Um, and so a contact will be associated to this campaign and it'll later go and it'll close into a deal, mm-hmm. right? An opportunity and then, uh, you know, become closed one and then we'll look back and say, this campaign generated this much revenue. But if you really dig a little bit deeper, you'll mm-hmm. see that this person or this contact or this company you know, they've been in the system for longer than that. Mm-hmm. Way longer, two years, to your point. Mm-hmm. You just saw a webinar two years ago. Yep. Uh, so so now it's it's not fair to say this campaign drew, exactly. did it. This campaign had a touch. Right. Yes. Right. Maybe that was the touch that put them over the board. Right. And we should know that. Exactly. And we should optimize for that, right? right? Um, but, but it's not. You can't give it all the credit. And back to your point about attribution, right? Another point of the model, right? So it's like who should get part of the credit and then how do you divvy up your campaigns and at what stage are you giving credit to? So yeah. like I know some of them do like, you know, first touch gets 20% right. and then last touch gets, you know, 30% and some right. you divide the middle up at 50% yeah, or whatever. Right, 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 but right. you could actually see now we're adding on another layer of complexity yes. to an already complex to, model. Yeah, so right. if you're struggling with your attribution, don't feel bad at all. And don't complicate it. <laughs> don't complicate it. Start with what now. Exactly. The whole point, let's 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 bring this full circle. Yep. We started talking about data management, right. data integrity. Right. It all comes back to the data, yep. ladies and gentlemen, because if you why do we want clean data? We want 
clean data. I'm answering my own question. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm not a good host. <laughs> Let me ask you, why do we want clean no, data? Finish, 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 I have another All point. Right. All right, okay. Yeah. So we want clean data because we want to use that data to make decisions, mm -hmm. right? We want to understand, like, if, if someone comes to me and says, hey, like, you know, show me our, our attribution, right? They're not, they don't, they're not buying attribution from me. They're buying a decision that's going to impact where they move their marketing dollars that's and, and resources and efforts. Absolutely. They're not buying the, the attribution model. They're right. buying the decision. The decision, okay? exactly. So I can't make that decision without clean data. Otherwise, I'm making a dirty decision. That's Just right. dirty data, making a dirty decision. Exactly. Um, so, so we talked about the technology won't work. Mm -hmm. You know, the emails won't go out. The segmentation won't work if the data is not clean. The same thing happens in attribution. I can't tell you where to put your money or not put your money or resources if the data is not if clean. If it's not clean and if your processes aren't set up to track it properly, yeah. right? Based on the goals that you set yeah. for that either individual campaign or for yourself for the year, that matches whatever goal you're trying to reach. Exactly. A thousand percent. So again, you can get to a lot of these things too by digging in and not having to have the most accurate 1000% attribution model as well, right? right. Like yeah. do a, what I did, I took a couple of opportunities and did a buyer's journey on them. Yeah. It okay. gave me a way more information than trying to figure out some complicated attribution model. Just take two and work them backwards and see what happened. I know a guy came from a trade show. He actually re referenced us to another person within his company. Where does that handle you know what where did that go went to a couple of webinars it took over a year he engaged in some white papers you know still stayed in breath but he went dark within that whole thing came back again signed up for another event you know and like it, it's all it. over the <laughs> yeah but what you did place. money let me just tell you let me yeah. let me for what i heard you do you took let's just say yep. one deal yep you said okay this deal has these three contacts on it i'm going to look at these three contacts yes. under a mi microscope see what they did yes Okay, one of them came from trade show, one of them came webinar. from webinar, one of them came from offline sources yep. because the other one referred, referred them in. Exactly. Okay, so then now you're starting to build a little model in your head. Yep. Hey, do mo do webinars actually work? Mm -hmm. Then you go in the system and say, let me see all contacts who have ever come from webinar. Exactly. Has any of those driven to a lead? Right? Exactly. Okay, let me see all people who came from a trade show. Have any one of those turned into an opportunity? Exactly. Now you start... You start now, asking questions. I ask, ask questions and making patterns themselves. And then what we realize is nurture campaigns are great for continuing education and keeping us kind of rebel and top of mind. Webinars are actually good for converting things over. Trade shows are good lead gen, but they, that's about it. They're that's good right. for getting yeah. names. You they, know what I mean? Right. And so a lot of it ends up being like comments that make sense. And so now when you go measure a trade show, you're not measuring by how many dollars you made from that trade show. You're measuring how many net new new, names. Net new names I got. Exactly. Because that's my goal now. And my that's goal for goal. that is not revenue because it's not a revenue thing. Oh my God, I'm 100. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Because so exactly. that's back to your point of yes. setting the goal. Yes. Now I know that when I go to trade show, that's my goal. That's and my you goal. can't hold me accountable to revenue when that's... That's you know. not the purpose of what we're trying to do. Oh here. my God. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> All right. For the sake of this, for the sake of time in this episode. We end this so beautifully. We got to come on. It's part was, three. Part three is in the making. Exactly. Part three is in the making. Exactly. This is part two. We'll do part three. Exactly. Moni Oluide, yep. such a cool name, such Thank a you. pleasure talking to you as always. Um, data, I think the one thing we can take away is like data integrity, data yes. management. Yes, it's key. It's key. It's key. It runs everything. It runs everything. And all your platforms. So yep. if you do nothing else, 
you know, go ask, hey, is my data clean? Yes. Start running some reports. Start running some reports. Start digging in. Just, yeah. like, export and sell file and see yeah. what you get. See what's in there. See what's in there. Yeah. Or what's not in there. Or what's not in there. Right? Yeah, and how ugly it is. How and, bad it and is. And how much enrichment you need. Exactly. Cool. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you, Moni, for being here. Like, subscribe, share. Again, first episode is number 20 with Moni, so go check that one out if you uh, are at this point in this one. Uh, we'll talk about some relative stuff, maybe some overlap, maybe not. doesn't matter. It's all fun. All fun and games. Part three coming. Part three on its way. <laughs> thank you all. See you next time. Cheers.